0: After a disappointing season, changes are already coming to the Pelicans coaching staff, but they may not be exactly what you were hoping for or wanted. It's the Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential Member of the Media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, and we're diving deep into the Pelicans coaching staff, changes that have happened changes that might be coming and what you want to see done and kind of adjusted here when it comes to this pelicans coaching staff to have a more successful season and of course thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts on youtube part of the Locked on podcast network your team every day in tomorrow's show what did we learn about this Pelican season? We're going to be breaking that all down. So if you're an everydayer, that's coming here next in tomorrow's episode. What are the big, three biggest things that we learn about the Pelican season? Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. If you want last minute tickets, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So let's get into this right now. Why are, we, why are we hoping for changes to the coaching staff anyway? You know, this season, I do think coaching was hit or miss at times. I think it's way more hits than misses, but a lot of the time, the misses and some of the decision-making we saw was very questionable. So, there need to clearly be some tweaks, some changes, a little bit of help added to head coach Willie Green. And Willie Green, you know, you can see certain things about him. He likes a certain type coach of player. He likes to do things a certain kind of way. And I think you need to get, we'll get into it in the third segment of exactly the type of person you need, I think, on the bench with him. And there's a couple of decent names out there that they could really try and go and hire. So there are going to be some shakeups to the staff because, well, one coach has already accepted another job. We'll get into that one in the next segment, but there's one name I want to focus on first. And that's a name that may or may not be here next season. And that name is Jaron Collins, who's been granted permission to interview with the Pistons for their head coaching, uh, head coach opening. While we want some changes to the coaching staff, this is not one you want, and this is not good for the Pelicans should he leave. First off, Jaron Collins, awesome dude. If he takes another job, and gets promoted like that to becoming a head coach, it's only good for the organization. You want your assistant coaches getting head coaching jobs because that then means that other assistant coaches who are up-and-comers, who are highly thought of, will come and coach for you because it means they're gonna get a head coaching job in the future and try and improve that way. It's like you want whatever, your employees to get promoted and you move up, up, even if it means it sucks that they leave because they were good, but it only leads to a good, positive culture and everything around it. So that, in and of itself, is a good thing. But Jaron Collins is the lead assistant for the Pelicans here, and he's more or less the defensive coordinator. This is the guy that's kind of running the defense, handling all of that, and he came here after a stint with Willie Green over at the Golden State Warriors. This is a team that easily has been hanging their hat on the defensive side of the ball. That's where they made their money this year. They were the sixth best defense throughout the entirety of the year. They were good, flat-out good, when the offense wasn't killing them on that side of the ball. They were six best at forcing opponent turnovers. They were actually the sixth best defensive rebounding team as well. They didn't foul a ton, and they limited opponent shots and forced them to take inefficient shots. And in fact, the Pelicans were the best when it comes to opponent three-point percentage at 34%. They let bad shooters take open three-pointers, kind of bait them into it, and they also did a very good job of closing out on those shooters and at least somewhat contesting them. I liked what we saw from the defense. They did pretty much everything other than like truly protecting the rim, but clearly didn't kill them in that regard. They did a very good job. So losing that guy isn't the tweak that you want. What we want to see is Happen with the Pelicans is, is two things, and we'll get into one of them in the third segment. But if there's going to be some changes, it's going to be more to the offense, I think. And having a guy come in that can really kind of design a little bit of a better offense for the Pelicans and find a way to score when Zion is out or when Brandon Ingram is out, and not leave it up to that kind of ISO style of ball we saw from CJ and Brandon Ingram, where they just dribble the air out of the ball, then dribble into a contested mid-range jumper. More movement, more free-flowing, those sorts of things. That is what I think you really want to see when it comes to the changes. Not a guy, Jaron Collins, who's been their defensive coordinator and has orchestrated top 10 top five offenses in his career he did the same role with the Golden State Warriors so this is the type of guy that you want to see stay here for the Pelicans unless it's to get a head coaching job and like look man go do your thing that's awesome good for you and then you just get someone else who's who's ambitious and wants to move up and you get a, hopefully a good replacement that way but this isn't the type of shakeup that you necessarily want to see on the team the defense has been good The defense also still stayed top six despite all of the injuries to this team. And I think that's one of the things that is so unbelievably impressive. This is a guy that got a good defense out of this team when they had how many different starting lineups, when they... We're shuffling players in and out and players in different roles. And all of a sudden, someone now taking on way more minutes in a larger role. And the defense was still consistently good. And the times that it was undermined was really by the offense being terrible. But when it did its thing, the def- which is forced turnovers, get out in transition and run, and basically terminate opponent possessions, which they did a very good job of, they were great. And that's not something that I want to really see changed and impacted by the Pelicans because I'm a big believer in what they did defensively this year. So hopefully Jaron Collins stays, and this isn't the type of shakeup that we want to see from the coaching staff. But there is another coach that's leaving, and that's former Birmingham head coach, Erie Bayhawks uh, head coach, Ryan Pannoni. Let's talk about his departure, where he's going, what that means for this coaching staff coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by the ultimate pro basketball GM. It's the coolest game I played in a long time, and I always thought I could be a great GM. Turns out, not that easy. If you've had the same thoughts and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. You manage every strategic aspect of your franchise, playing through seasons, and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you draft players, you sign free agents, you coach those players up, you manage difficult personalities, you got to manage your facilities all of that. It's all in a realistic and challenging game world and you can play it offline and it's completely free. So play it whenever you want on the go, wherever. And we have a league with all of our locked-on hosts. It's a lot of fun. I am not doing particularly well, but we've had a couple of people win multiple titles. So Locked On Pelicans listeners get a a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. Breaking it all down completely free. No one else comes to you like this. We haven't taken a day off in the offseason here. And every day or tomorrow on the show, we are going to be looking at the three biggest things we learned about this Pelicans team. That's what we're going to break down. What were the positives? What do we learn? What do we know going into next season? I do think that's a super important thing. And try and figure out what the big takeaways were. That's coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Today, though, we're talking about the coaching staff. Jaron Collins interviewing for the Pistons job. They're interviewing a lot of people, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. But he's done, I think, a very good job here in New Orleans. Now, they are having a departure, and that is Ryan Pannoni, who is going to, of all places, this kind of surprised me, Nate Oates, who's the head coach of Alabama, hired him to be an assistant there. Nate Oates actually lost all three of his assistant coaches, got head coaching jobs elsewhere, so he's got to completely fill up that bench. Bringing on Ryan Panoni Panoni's known as being an X's and O's guy and a player development guy. He well, He's coached all around. He's coached in high school. He's coached overseas, and he's coached in the G League, and you might know him more often than not from being the head coach of the Pelicans G League affiliate, firstly the Erie Bayhawks, and then the Birmingham squadron before being elevated to the Pelicans bench last season. He's known for bringing kind of a high-flying, scoring, wide-open offense, which is what Nate Oates runs over at Alabama, so I think it's a good fit there. But I don't really know how frequently. NBA assistant coaches go and become college assistant coaches. It's a very different animal, but as a guy that's known for player development, and he worked with a guy like Jose Alvarado a lot in the G League last season, getting Jose really ready to shine at the NBA level, maybe it makes a lot of sense. This is one that I think could hurt. The Pelicans have done a good job of... Developing talent, bringing guys along. Even even going back to the the beginning of his time here with David Griffin, they've had guys on two ways that have done well, frankly, and coached up guys that are second round picks or undrafted and making these type of players work. So having Pannoni, who's known for doing that leaving, isn't the best thing necessarily. But the Pelicans have a lot of other player development coaches, too, that I think they really believe in. And if Pinoni wants a bigger role than maybe he has here, he'll certainly be able to have that over at Alabama. You know, being known for kind of the high-flowing offense, you didn't really see a ton of that at times with the Pelicans this season. You'd like someone with that kind of half-court experience. And so, that's the type of person you'd like to see Pannoni replaced with—an offensive person. You know, if you go back to the Dell Demps tenure, when they had Chris Finch here, when they hired him, I think that was under Demps, or did they hire him under? No, they hired him under Dell Demps before David Griffin. Um, you know, having him kind of run the offense and being brought in to figure out how do I make it work with Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins and those sorts of. Offensive philosophies, that's, I really do think, what the Pelicans need. They need to bring in someone who's going to be there on a day-to-day basis that can really kind of come in with that creativity. Yes, you have Mike D'Antoni, who as of now is still a coaching advisor. That is his title. Not around the team all that often, providing input, but as a coaching advisor and not an active coach on the bench, not in the building every single day. So, and it's tough to really know kind of what his input is. But they definitely need more offensive creativity and to develop more of an offensive identity outside of we're going to play isolation with Brandon Ingram or C.J. McCollum or get the ball to Zion and let him just kind of drive and attack. And point Zion is a bit of an offensive identity, but it's an offensive identity built around a player. And maybe you would like to see something that's a little bit more system based. Easier said than done to develop something like that where you can kind of plug in whatever players defensively and the Pelicans can still do what they're doing, it is much harder to do that, I think, on offense, especially if you don't have the right kind of players for that. And as we talked in yesterday's show, I don't know if you're going to see a ton of tweaks made to this roster. They want to add more shooting, but it does seem like It's going to be just tweaks around the edges, not wholesale changes this offseason to really remake the team. So finding an offensive coach that really kind of sees what they have here and goes, "I, I got exactly what you need. I know what to do. Here's what we got to do. And we're going to have a much better offense, I think, can work. Because even with this team fully healthy or as healthy as they get without Zion, they should have been better than they were offensively and they weren't. Think about that second half against the Timberwolves, even the second half against Oklahoma City in the playing tournament game. We can't have that next year. We're all going to lose our minds if that's the case next year. So you need to bring in a guy to replace Pannoni who can do all of those sorts of things. And I think that is the, the biggest way to go about doing all of that. Bring in an offensive guy. But there is another type of coach they need to try and bring in, especially if they're still kind of tweaking things as well. And that's someone with head coaching experience at the NBA level. I'll explain why that is and why I think that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that though, today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. If you want to go to one of these playoff games, maybe you're you're traveling and you're in town and you want to make it to one of these games and you're stressed trying to get tickets at the last minute, you don't need to be. That's what the Game Time app is here for. It makes buying tickets to your favorite events less stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Maybe it's just the weekend and you want to do something on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. What's out there? Hop on the Game Time app and see what you can get a deal on. And all of a sudden, it's an excellent date night because they have flash deals on last-minute tickets. And Game Time is the place... For last-minute ticket deals, you don't need to plan months in advance. They have tickets right up to the day of event. And they have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code MBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Heed. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. No one else comes to you like this. Tomorrow, if you listen Monday through Friday, you are an everydayer. If you don't and want to start, you can do that anytime. We're going to be talking about the three biggest things we learned about the Pelicans this season. And right now we're talking about the coaching staff. Some changes already happening. Maybe other changes coming and changes we don't want to see. So there is another profile of a coach that I do think they should try and add. Willie Green is not going to get fired, shouldn't get fired. And I do think he is a good head coach and did the best that he could this year. But there are some things that need to be cleaned up. You could very clearly see that Willie Green is still a young NBA head coach. And that's not a knock. Coaches develop, they grow, just like players do. And Willie Green is going through a lot of that. You saw some sloppiness, you know, from this team that feels like it could be coached out of them. Bringing in someone to help Willie Green with some of that, I think, would be important. And I think that's bringing in an assistant coach who has previous head coaching experience that can add just a little bit of a steadying hand and step into a room and go, hey, I think we need to do this or we need to be coaching this or something along those lines that Willie Green will definitely listen to. And I think that would really help the Pelicans avoid some of that slopping or some of those little things or Willie Green getting a little bit stubborn at times too. You know, you have a guy like um, Terry Stotts, former Portland head coach that I think would make a lot of sense there. Nate McMillan, also former (laughs) Portland head coach, could do that as well. Um, And I think that's the type of, assistant head coach that you really want to bring in to the team this year. I do think that could really, really work. And that's the type of guy that I think you would have Willie Green listening to. And that could really add a lot to it. Maybe even a Lloyd Pierce, who was fired a couple of years ago from Atlanta after having, at times, you know, a little bit of success with him, but, but not really. But I think he, someone who's been there and kind of done that before that's not a younger head coach that kind of got like fired from one of their first coaching jobs or things like that so bringing in a more established head coach to go hey 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 you're falling into this trap that you do whether it's playing too many defensive guys at the same time whether it's not designing an offense around Trey Murphy and trying to get him shots those sorts of things hey the team's been really sloppy let's let's practice boxing out off of missed free throws and things like that. Someone who can kind of rely on the experience they've had the ups and downs of a season to really try and balance some of the greenness of Willie Green out and not someone that you were like, if they fire Willie Green, this guy's the replacement. You just need, I think, a little bit more experience, a little bit of a steadying hand in there to help with some of those things and just smooth some of the rough patches over. That's all not someone who's going to be here necessarily for a really long time, comes in, gets their paycheck for a couple of years and then goes, okay, they helped Willie Green. And now we can move on from this person and bring in the type of other assistance that we want, or, if, you know, one of those guys decides they want to retire. That's that. I think that's what would really help head coach Willie Green to balance this out. But I'm curious what you think, you know, do you like the departures already? Is there a name you'd like to see them bring in as an assistant coach? Do you think we're on the right track of you need to bring in someone offensively and maybe an experienced, a former head coach, an experienced person to really kind of help with some of that? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. It's the number one way you can support the channel other than listening five days a week. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. A little bit shorter than normal, which is nice. We've gone long the past couple of days. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the three biggest things we learned from this Pelican season. Let me know what you think the three biggest things you learned from the Pelicans are this season. Maybe they'll be end up being in the show. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with y'all tomorrow.